Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. two years and in the short amount of time that me and my family have lived there um, we have had several instances where our cars have come into very close contact with the dump trucks that are going up and down Divine Farms all day every day Monday through Friday um, I will say this I think some of the drivers are genuinely doing the best that they can to try and get up and down the road if you've never driven on Divine Farms I suggest maybe try to take a drive out there it's pretty narrow the bridge is even more narrow than the road the drivers of these trucks have to drive off the side of the road or they're going to hit the oncoming traffic. That is causing the side shoulder of our road to crumble. So if you're not familiar with this, Divine Farms Road is if you're um, on I-10 or if you're on like Pine Forest basically at 9 miles, probably the better way to do it. If you're on Pine Forest at 9 mile and you're going north and you turn left to go up 297A, what the, the light there, which is going to be the roundabout eventually, okay? Not to get distracted on that, but that's coming eventually. And then you bend around, you go past Bristol Woods, where all the flooding was in 2014, and you turn left on a little inconsequential-looking road called Divine Farms Road, or Divine Farm Road. It actually has both names. If you look at the street signs, it's both. So I don't know what the official one. I've always called it Farms, so that's what I'm going to call it. Um, but you turn down there, and you've got houses on the left, houses on the right, houses on the left, houses on the right. It's a narrow road. It's not a great road. It's a fairly narrow road, but it's just enough for two cars to get past, okay? You know, asphalt, no curb and gutter. As you go down the road, uh, the road, it, it's it's a mess. Like, there's some sort of shoulder work that's been done. There's some sort of pressed-in work. And the reason that some of that work has been done is because at the very end of that road is a borrow pit. And the borrow pit is dirt that's coming out to go to construction sites. And if you go on that road, you will see dump trucks. Like yesterday, I was going up there to look at it because I heard this conversation at the Escambia County Commission meeting. I thought, well, i got to go look at it because that's I'd been there a couple of years ago um, before the subdivision was even built. And so, uh, you know, I, which is a Brookhaven, which is a huge subdivision. And I was amazed that they were putting a subdivision. And in this case, there's it goes down to a uh, over a, the creek that's a feeder for 11 mile. And there's a narrow little 20 ton bridge there. And then you go back up a big hill and there's Brookhaven on the right on the north side. And then at the end of the road is the farm. And if you kept going on the road you'd run into the interstate okay that's where that's all located and at the time i was like oh my god they're putting a subdivision back in here with 500 1000 cars and all of the people who are in the other part of divine farms road off towards the 297 n i mean the traffic is going to be horrible for them little did i know <laughs> about the dump trucks and so the dump trucks have become the issue which again you can't, I mean, if you wait for five, I, I drove up there behind a dump truck that was returning. I followed a couple of them back and forth and we'd pass dump trucks. I mean, I was there for 15 or 20 minutes yesterday and I must have seen about 15 dump trucks. I mean, just there's a constant parade of them back and forth. And that's what the residents of uh, Brookhaven were complaining about at the county commission. We've been sharing the roads with these large dump trucks and it's just not outfitted for that. Um, they do their best to get off on the side of the road. However, all the repairs that the county does to kind of shore up their shoulders of that road then get destroyed because of the weight of the dump truck. So it's just kind of like a never ending cycle. Yeah, because the trucks are heavy and the road's not built for that and it pushes things around and breaks off the asphalt and pushes down the dirt. And look, it's not the truck operator's fault. 
that the road is inadequate. It's the road, and they drive down the middle of the road, except when they have to pull aside to let other people over. And there are also concerns about the bridge, because, you know, that bridge is the only way for Brookhaven folks to get in and out. And the bridge I drove yesterday is a hot mess. It's all wrinkled, like the surface is all wrinkled, like it's had too much weight over too much time, and it needs to be repaired. And Stephen Berry says that they're working on it, but the bridge is definitely a concern spot. The bridge itself, currently they have a project to repair it. There was an inspector out looking at the work as I came here tonight night. The supports of the bridge are washing out and the weight of these trucks, I have to believe, is having an impact on that. It's our one way to get to our homes. It is our only way to go to work, to take our kids to school, to go get food for our families. And a lot of us have a grave concern what we're going to do if that bridge washes out. We ask you to consider another point of access for that. Yeah, if there's a problem with that bridge, they can't get in and out. There is no other way in and out. And it's expanding. (laughs) Like there's a whole other phase coming. So what the reason this was at the county commission is because the operator of the, of the dig pit, um, they were looking for permission to expand because they say they're running out of dirt to get rid of in their current permitted area and they need a you know bunch more acres so that they can keep operating for another year or two or more than that. And so the question was, do you expand the pit? Do you allow the dump trucks to continue? Well, it's a complicated question. I'll kind of talk our way through this in just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives first. Sorry, I'm putting them all together. Uh, if you're headed towards the jail, Jeff Eights Road and uh, Rooster Run Drive at the, towards the Black River Correctional Facility on the jail. Anyway, there's an accident there. Be careful there. It's Jeff Eights and Rooster Run. Uh, Pine Blossom and Willard Norris Road showing an accident in Milton. If you're going north on 89 in Milton, certainly watch for an accident at Horace Lunsford Road in 89. Dog Track and Fairpoint, and this is just south, it looks like, of uh, the actual dog track itself showing an accident and not a roadblock, but we are showing a roadblock with injuries. Uh, this is Grand Bahama Drive and Tiger Lily Drive, and that's south of that other accident that's south of Dog Track Road. If you see an accident or slow down, let us know. Uh, it's traffic on the fives. Traffic tips 437-1620. You can text in News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to Divine Farms Road. Take a breath. It'll be okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> so that road's fine. Yeah. So no. It, uh, so uh <laughs> So I drove it the other day. I put video up on our Facebook page. You can see for yourself the situation. But here are some of the issues. On the one hand, the dig pit, the borrow pit, predates the subdivision by a couple of years. And they have had problems in the past with uh, problems with the drivers, and they have fixed those problems to a degree. And so the question is, are they speeding? Well, I saw one truck that was speeding somewhat going 40 and a 30. It's a 30-mile-an-hour road, which is maddening. Um, I saw other trucks, especially the ones that were full of dirt, going much more slowly. Um, the allegations that they're throwing beer bottles out of the trucks. I didn't see anything like that, but you know, I was only there for 15 minutes. I don't know. And, um, that pit predates the homes. So who's got the right to use the road? By the way, the County has widened the road and, and, and bolstered it significantly since it was originally just kind of like this track. Um, but the, the, the dirt that comes out of there goes to build homes which is what the Brookhaven people did. They built homes and people want homes. And so they want dirt that comes on trucks from pits like this one. So the aggregate demand for housing is the reason we have this problem in the first place, right? And those people are certainly kind of a contributor to that. Also, they could have known that the trucks were operating there if they had sat on that road for a little while. And this is one of the points is you got to pay attention to what goes on in the place where you're building a new house or buying a house is Sit there, look, not just in the daytime when the realtor takes you, but, you know, go at night, go at other times of the day, go weekends, go weekdays, and see what's it really like to live on that street. 
is it unsafe for the school buses? Uh, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, of course. Is it unsafe for pedestrians? Of course it is. Is the road crumbling and a problem? Uh, yes. So who do you blame? Do you blame the pit? Can't really blame them. They were there first. Do you blame the owners? Eh, maybe, but I mean, it's not their fault that they live in a place where the drivers make it unsafe because of the road conditions. Do you blame the county because they didn't put enough road there? Yeah, maybe, probably. Do you blame the county for permitting Brookhaven and all this hundreds of homes that, you know, now creates this problem? Again, yeah, that's the part you could have seen coming. I knew this was going to be a traffic catastrophe from when I first biked it a couple of years ago. I knew that was going to be an issue. I didn't know about the dump trucks. That's like this extra problem, right? But again, it's a reminder that when you live or, you know, buy a home, you got to pay attention not just to what is there, but what could be there. And you got to look at the zoning, even though that can change. And, you know, you got, as we well know from Jubilee. So you, you just, it's hard to make sure that you've done your due diligence on a home. But a county that is more proactive and thinking about these things well in advance would do a better job of preventing these kinds of problems. That's, that's my takeaway. Does that mean you can entirely blame the county and Stephen Barry because it's his district? I, I mean, that's a convenient one. But it really is this kind of conglomeration of factors where it's not real easy to say, no, these folks are to blame or these folks are to blame. It's just this is a byproduct of growth. And kind of that's where we are. Now, what did they actually do about the request to expand access on the bridge or on the dig pit? Well, Stephen Barry, he says, yes, the bridge re reconstruction is actually underway. The bridge, the bridge project has begun. I believe that they are out there working now. Um, you know, we'll continue to we'll continue to address the road. It's uh, you know, it's a it's a concern when you go to develop you know the multi-phase project like Brookhaven. Uh, you know, you're trying to fit new projects into existing operations and existing infrastructure. Um, it's inadequate. So that that's a challenge. But we are, you know, we're catching up. The bridge project is long overdue. So that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, being long overdue is not good. I think he means the catching up is good. But well, we'll see when it's done. You know, but between you know then and now, that's kind of the issue. So they actually wound up allowing about half of the proposed expansion of the dig pit. So um, there's something going to keep going. Would they allow another expansion after that? Only I don't know, but that was passed unanimously uh, in spite of the objections of the residents there without a lot of promise to make things better. So this is what you're stuck with. And that's I just I thought this was a fascinating example of how growth and failed opportunities to do better pre-management play out in a particular place where I can certainly understand why the resi would drive you crazy and <laughs> literally to be on this road back and forth all the time with all of those trucks, which, again, it's not really their fault. They're just doing the job that they were hired to do. 821 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. You love your car or truck, right? We love it, too. This is Mike Ryan and Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, Lock, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. 
For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. We were on a break! I'm getting a bunch of texts in here about the uh, Divine Farms Road and other things as well. Let me read some of these to you here real quick. 437-1620, you can always text me if you have any kinds of questions. But uh, somebody says, uh, I live on Muskogee Road, and those dump trucks are a living nightmare, sir. Oh, I don't doubt it. I, I, trust me, I, I know. Um, somebody here says, uh, where did you say the roundabout will be out that way? Uh, the intersection of Pine Forest and Highway 297A is going to be a roundabout right off there by the Publix. Just like, in case you were not familiar, the Pine Forest underpass where you go under I-10 is going to be a diverging diamond interchange. That's one like you see over in Baldwin County uh, where it's um, you go on the wrong side of the road temporarily in order to economize on the number of interactions. They're very cool, they're very confusing, and they really work. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. I mean, they, they really work, but it's going to be a big difference. Uh, let's see. Somebody here says, forward-thinking elected officials, a concept of Scambia County doesn't understand. Uh, some do, but many do not, unfortunately. Um, blame the greedy developers and their engineers for cramming these densely populated projects through approvals. Politics, as always. I uh, can't totally disagree with that. But then again, the greedy developers, so-called, are just responding to the fact that you have those greedy homeowners who want to live and work in Escambia County and have a place to live, which we already have a housing shortage. Uh, somebody here says designers, or sorry, developers should be required to cover the cost to update the infrastructure leading to their projects. That's the way it is a lot of places. I agree with that. I want to be more proactive in this, uh, make them pay for the changes that they're impacting on the infrastructure. That's the theory behind impact fees, but I think concurrency is probably a better way to go that. And last one here, my home purchasing principles never purchase a home on the perimeter of a subdivision. You'll never know what's going to be built on the other side of your property. That's, oh, that's 100% true. That's good advice, true. Yeah. That is good, try, good advice. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headline. Actually, I'm sorry, David. Hang on for just a second. Uh, let me get Canyon here with traffic on the fives. And your face, David. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, dog track and fair point now this is just south of the actual dog track showing an accident but it looks like it has been moved down to the way if you're north on 89 in milton there is an accident but uh this doesn't look like a roadblock either it's horace lunsford road watch for an accident there pine blossom and willard norris road in milton showing an accident with no roadblock jeff eights road and rooster run drive is near the correctional facility in milton accident with no roadblock and uh, showing a, a small roadblock this is grand bahama drive and tiger lily drive in pensacola now it's west of uh blue angel parkway that intersection specifically it's near the stoddard place apartments and all of this is north of the target on blue angel and then davis highway and smith's fish camp road showing an accident but still not showing a roadblock is brought to you by career source escarosa's career fair still available for employers this is january 
26 at the fairgrounds at the Double Talk. Sorry, visit careersourceescarosa.com for details. And hey, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm going to need you to say the name of a road that doesn't have a problem this morning because you said all the roads. All of the roads. <laughs> yeah, man. Golly. 29 accident oh, free. That's right. Go Your face. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, the hits keep coming for California. Severe weather continuing there. Now 200,000 people without powers. They're still getting hit with those severe storms. About 90% of that state under a flood watch right now. Thousands of nurses still on strike at a couple of hospitals in New York City. They still haven't reached a contract deal. They're back at the negotiating table today. And a pet pig that was once owned by YouTube star Logan Paul has been found abandoned in a field. It was reportedly in a bad state when it was found. It's now being cared for by the Animal Sanctuary in Santa Clarita, California. The sanctuary says the pig had a bad infection and tattered ears. It was briefly owned by Logan Paul. He rehomed it in 2020. All right. Thanks so much, David. 827 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, we have not talked about this at all. And, you know, I always try to give kudos for good news when I can give it. This is Commissioner Bragash at last week's meeting at the Escambia County Commission. I would like to say thank you to my counterparts. Uh, item number 22 is a big, big deal. $4.2 million project, quality of life project for the west side, our Perdido, uh, uh, Perdido boat ramp on southern uh, Perdido Bay. It's a big deal, 39 acres. It's going to be a, f- a fantastic park. Yeah, no, this is a big deal. So you've got a um, a site that was previously going to be a residential subdivision back in 2013 and has now going to be turned into a Perdido Bay boat ramp. So it's a $4 million project. All of that is being paid with other people's money, I think. Uh, nat- natural Resource Damage Assessment, 500000 NERDA. Um, there's uh, American Rescue Plan, or $2,500,000. Uh, there's another uh, U.S. Department of Treasury Restore Grant for $2.5 million. So this is going to be a two-lane con- concrete boat ramp with piers and uh, a whole bunch of, I mean, they're going to channel dredge and they're going to a big parking lot. As far as I can tell uh, with 62 vehicle trailer com uh, combinations, 22 standard vehicle parking spaces. So this is good. I mean, this seems like all around a good, cause a lot of people say that we need more boat access and especially cause the one that's right in there behind, Oh, what's the restaurant? What's the restaurant right in there off of, um, Oh, I just can't think right. My my brain What's is totally road? failing me. Any of the roads. Uh, Interrarity uh, Point Road. It's is the it parrot. Uh, anyway, the Sorry. existing boat ramp that's there next to the new park that was put in a couple of years ago <laughs> is completely inadequate, and the parking lot is terrible. And it's <laughs> you know it's just like everybody knows that. So uh, anyway, this is good news. Whenever they get that fixed, we'll talk about this uh, a little bit with Wes Moreno coming up on Thursday as well. But I wanted to highlight it because uh, it is a good good news note, and um, you know love to see that kind of stuff. Uh, Hub Stacy's, thank you. Somebody texted in. It's right behind Hub Stacy's at the point. That's right, yeah. exactly right. Eight twenty nine on News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Um, this is kind of uh, an odd sort of thing. Is um, if you <laughs> if you live in a place where there used to be Nazis, that's Europe, right? Uh, if you live in a place where there used to be Nazis, well, when the Nazis were forced to retreat. They had all kinds of grub that they had stolen, all of the Nazi treasure and loot, which has been the making of many different movies, like right? Like Kelly's Heroes. That, what's that? Did you ever see Kelly's Heroes? I think, yes, I have, you yeah. Gotta watch it again. It's yeah. bad, but, but yes, that's, <laughs> yes. So when they were retreating, they were retreating so fast that they didn't know what to do with all of this this loot, and so um, they would hide, bury, and cave, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, there's uh, apparently a place in... Um, uh, the Netherlands, where there's been this map published of where they say they had uh, hid chests of like diamonds, rubies, gold, silver, jewelry, $20 million worth of stuff. 
And now people have in the past gone and tried to find this yeah, place. Right, right. Um, and Fargo. of course, the um, uh, the local officials are saying, I mean, I don't go digging up people's private property. Um, also, be aware that when you dig for jewels, you might find booby traps and or, you know, landmines and things like that. So be a little cautious. I am sure this has not stopped many, 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 many people <laughs> from going out and digging for buried Nazi treasure. Although you'd probably have to return most of that to somebody, wouldn't you? Fox News. And I'm Chris Foster. Files marked classified or found in office used by President Biden before the 2020 campaign. The discovery was in November. The president's special counsel says documents were found by the president's attorneys while clearing out office space. The files in a locked closet at the Penn Biden Center think tank. Attorney General Merrick Garland's asked a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Chicago to look into it. Fox's John Nato. The first bill passed by Republicans now in control of the House rescinds new IRS funding. They passed new House rules first. The rules package includes concessions made by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to a block of conservatives, including a provision that allows any lawmaker to trigger a vote to remove the Speaker. The IRS bill did win support from every House Republican. It is not likely to advance in the Democrat-led Senate. Fox's Jared Halpern. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 831 News Radio 92.3. It's partly cloudy, 42 right now in Pensacola. Despite what your bill might say, Florida Power and Light says they're still in the midst of that four-year plan to reduce energy bills to be in line with the rest of FPL across the state. Those are all temporary just until those costs are recovered, and then they roll off the bill. Mm-hmm. So those will be whatever time frame that is. As soon as those costs are, are done, they will be off the bill. FPL spokeswoman Sarah Gatewood. Some customers were notified recently their bills are going to go up about $5. That's due to costs the company incurred from high fuel bills, and it might not end with fuel costs later this month. FPL planning to file documents with the Public Service Commission to raise their rates to recover costs associated with Hurricane Ian. Scambia County Sheriff's Office is looking for a man that they say intentionally caused a car crash, then robbed the person he ran into. 45-year-old Edward Butler Jr. wanted in that incident. Happened late December on North Highway 97 in the Walnut Hill area. Butler allegedly took Butler allegedly took cash, a gun, and a debit card from that victim, used the card to withdraw money. If you've got any information on that, contact the sheriff's office or call Crime Stoppers. FHP troopers say there were no serious injuries. This is in relation to a crash that happened on Highway 97 near Davisville yesterday. Car reportedly ran off the highway, hit a tree head-on, then rolled onto its side. The driver taken to the hospital, but with only minor injuries. Head of the 2023 legislative session, Florida's emergency management chief now calling for changes to help with disaster and response. Emergency management director Kevin Guthrie says he wants the legislature to reduce the amount of time people have to get damaged boats out of waterways. And one of the number one complaints that we've we've taken on both at FWC, DEP, uh, DEP and the division is it's been 45 days and that vehicle is still in the water. Why? Florida State Statute 823. He says with the current 45-day waiting period, it could be the subject of future FEMA clawbacks and says that funds paid out weren't for exigent exigent circumstances. SpaceX celebrating a successful late-night rocket launch. Falcon 9 blasted off just before midnight last night from Cape Canaveral. 
the rocket was carrying 40 satellites for OneWeb, a company trying to spread broadband internet to rural and underserved areas. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office says they've now found that man that was the subject of an intense manhunt over the weekend. 29-year-old Crestview man Joshua Colley facing multiple charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, battery, and possession of drugs. Investigators say Colley was armed with a gun during a domestic violence incident, then later crashed a truck and fled into some nearby woods. He was ultimately tracked to a home on Clover Street and arrested on Monday afternoon. And Florida Senator Rick Scott currently embarked on a statewide tour. He's promoting legislation he's hoping to get through Washington this year. My orcas is the Secretary of Homeland Security and Joe Biden. They've decided to have a completely open border. And it's and so it makes every city a border city. Ultimately, we got to just secure the border. We got to it, it's it's as simple as that. The Biden administration at some point, I hope people uh, demand that uh, the government, their federal government does what it's supposed to do, have a secure border. Scott's border crisis bill, he says, would put a stop to the influx of fentanyl and address the illegal smuggling of humans on the southern border as well. It's 835 at News Radio 92.3, and Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Got a lot of it. Uh, not, but none of them are roadblocks, so that's good news. Traffic on the fives is brought to you by your local Staples store. Accident at Horace Lunsford Road and 89 in Milton. Pine Blossom and Willard Norris in Milton. Uh, Jeff Eights Road, now that is the road that, of course, connects you to the correctional facility. In Milton, uh, there's an accident there. Rooster Run Drive, and then Grand Bahama Drive and Tiger Lily Drive. Now, it is showing a roadblock, but one of my other maps shows that it's just slow. And this is the side road near Stoddard Place Apartments on Blue Angel Parkway. All of this is just north of the Target and the Walmart on Blue Angel. And then Davis uh, Highway and Smith's Fish, uh, Smith's Fish Camp Road showing an accident as well. It's traffic on the fives, and it is brought to you by Staples. Your local Staples stores are a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore more at your local Staples store, staplesconnect.com. If you have traffic tips, text 437 1620. God bless you. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Beautiful day out there today with temperatures warming up near 68 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 50s, 54 degrees for your low. Small chance of rain with some more humidity builds in as you go into Wednesday. 10% chance of a stray shower. Plenty of clouds out there, high near 73. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 63 degrees and showers and thunderstorms move in as we go into your Thursday. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. Right now it is partly cloudy, 54, really warming up here in Pensacola, 54 in Gulf Breeze, and 44 in Milton. Our next news at 9. Tune in this morning at 10 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Whitetail Properties real estate agent Todd Edwards, a land specialist in hunting, recreational, farm, and timber properties, will be discussing how he can market and promote your property. Or if you're a buyer looking for your dream property or land investment, how his experience can work for you. That's this morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. 
Your money now. The Dow Jones opening up 8204 today at 33599.69. The S&P 500 up 916 at 390125 and the Nasdaq right now up 4082 at 10678.74. Americans are split on how they feel about companies taking political and social stances. There's a new Gallup poll out showing 52% of people believe companies should not take public stances. 48% of people say it's okay. Credit card debt still rising due to high inflation. A new report by Bankrate.com showing half of all credit card holders are carrying debt from month to month. That's a 7% jump from last year. And reaction pouring in after House Republicans voted to cut funding to the IRS. They did that yesterday by voting to get rid of much of the money given to the agency through last year's Inflation Reduction Act. The party line vote led to swift reaction. Speaker Kevin McCarthy tweeted, promises made, promises kept. Your next news at nine, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. This is News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was shot at by gorillas. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! For him, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, uh, this is a segment we talk about things that we know don't matter, which are sometimes the most fun and most meaningful of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the, the point of this segment is just take a break from the news. We started it during COVID, and we've never gone back since. Um, and also to give you something to talk about with your kids at dinner or with your coworkers or whatever. You know, they're just like odd, weird, sometimes topical, sometimes not. But today, uh, and, and always ripe for a fight. That's our goal. Our goal is to make oh, you be able to disagree and fight mm-hmm. with you because that's the way you build relationships is through haggling. Um, all right. So, uh, Candy, uh, you've heard of a potato? Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, good. Um, you like potatoes? Love potatoes. Is there a form of potato that everybody doesn't like? No, the potatoes are fantastic. Yeah. Um, the question, though, when you first get a potato, it comes, um, uh, it's, it, some assembly required, you have to take off the skin. I mean, if you're going to make potato skins, that's one thing. But generally speaking, you take the skin off to do the other stuff you're going to do with it. Slice it, dice it, mash it, fry it. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to take the skin off. My question for you, do you wash the potato at all before you skin it or after you skin it? 437-1620, If you wash off the potato, where in the process do you wash it? Never before skinning or after skinning. That's it. Simple question today. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I suspect we get a variety of answers. <laughs> okay, I scrub it, and I have a scrub for potatoes. Although I haven't done it in a long time, but right. yeah, put it underneath the water, scrub it, make sure the eyes are off. Okay, which, you know, it's weird. That, if you, if but, the potatoes hey, old, sure. Yeah, have you ever forgotten that you have a bag of potatoes? Oh and then yeah. You open the drawer, and it's like it's grown ah, on you. Yeah. Yep. Hey, alien. How are Sometimes you? Sometimes it smells real yeah. good. Oh, I know. No, the raw potato is the best thing ever. <laughs> For somebody else's house. That's fantastic. Look at all the flies. But yeah, okay, I so you it have before, a scrubber. Because my mother did it, you know, right. like that. She had like a, a potato sponge. And and you're scrubbing <laughs> all of the debris off the outside and yeah, you're just yeah, scrubbing yeah. You just the scrub dirt it, if there's any the dirt water. left, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then you peel it. 
that is, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? You're, you're cleaning the outside before you remove the outside? Why not just remove the outside? Because that's the way my mom did it. <laughs> Jack wagon. I don't know, actually, now that you say it. My dad always instilled, like, he was a nutritionist, so he always sure. made sure that we washed our food before and, you know, but I'm, I don't know. Just, I, now that you say it. Just saying. And plus, I just buy it mashed. Like, I'm that lazy. Oh, you go to right. Publix, buy, they have yeah. a little thing. It says mashed potatoes, and you heat it up. I am that lazy, and they're always better. Are you so poor you can't have somebody else clean and peel your potatoes for you? <laughs> I'll still cook and clean. 437-1624, 37-1620. Let me make the case for an alternate approach. Yeah. Uh, my alternate approach is I never clean it off before I peel it. You just peel. Now, I will have the water running, typically, slow, because I don't want to waste water. But um, I peel, 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 and then rinse it off just a little bit in case there's a little bit of whatever left on there. But basically, my view is that the peeler renders the job of cleaning the potato Unnecessary because you're removing sense. all the crud that's on the outside when you remove the entirety of the skin. So why clean it twice? Well, what are you making potatoes for? Just to oh, make I, my mashed kids potatoes? Live on French or? fries. You know, oh, French fries. Yeah, that right. makes hash sense. Browns, yeah. corned beef hash. Excuse you know, me. Mashed okay, potatoes. Okay. All right, stop. Potato chips. I mean, what do you want to know? You're making chips at home. Yeah, they're fantastic. Bowl. What do you mean bowl? You make your own chips. Yeah, yeah you thin slice, deep fryer with salt. They're fantastic. It's a little house. Okay, <laughs> 843, News Radio 92. Sometimes three. we don't usually peel. Like I get the little red ones. If I am, oh, those are a pain to peel. You just no, I know. You just slice them in half, and you, then now those you do have to wash first, and then that's like if you're yeah. gonna make fries out of the red potatoes, which are actually pretty good, by the way. Fries. Um, all right, so here's somebody here says, uh, let's see, uh, never like don't they don't they don't clean it at all. Somebody says both yes and yes. You don't know where your hands have been. Um, I know where my hands have been. Um, <laughs> somebody here says uh, before I peel it because I've got a weird thing about contaminated produce. I understand that's mental. You can get over it. Yeah. Uh, somebody here says you must have met my dad. Uh, <laughs> I rinse it, I peel it, and I rinse it again. So that's double wasteful, yeah, but right, I imagine right. that's very common. Somebody here says I wash after peeling, after my own heart. If you're going to wash at all, that's the time to do it because, you know, it's easier and you've got everything gone for the most part. Somebody here says wash before the peeling, which I think is very common. I think and that's part of why I want to do this because I think it'll give somebody to think something to think about is um, you think, like, why am I scrubbing this here? When I'm going to peel, and I can just easy, because it's a whole lot easier to wash afterwards. There's no irregularities after you've peeled it. Uh, 4, 3, 7, 16, 20, because the, hurt get, the, the dirt gets on your hands and it gets transferred to the flesh, you're washing everything all at the same time, don't you? Um, didn't you use soap on potato? No. Mm, I bet you some people do. No, they don't. I bet you they do. Do you use soap on the outside of like a cantaloupe or an avocado or something like that? No. You should, Listeria. Uh, four, three, seven, sixteen. Worse <laughs> than John McLaughlin. Tammy Ward says, "Come over and peel our potatoes." Then. <laughs> Somebody here says, "I uh, I scrub it before I peel it and then I wash it again." Yep, that's the OCD in me. Um, four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Absolutely, yeah, wash same. it. There's same. grit and crud and dirt. It's from the ground. Wash it. A long time ago, when I was young and I was stationed in Scotland, I helped a farmer harvest potatoes and planted new potatoes for the new season. Absolutely wonderful. Wash the damn potatoes. That's the point of that story. Uh, just removing the skin without washing makes cross-contamination of inside material from the peeler likely, given the nature of what you are removing. Uh, I see there. So I see your science. Thank um, you. If you don't wash and scrub before <laughs> peeling, you risk contamination leaking onto the potato. You just... But that's why you wash after. Um, it's easier. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. I leave the skin on most of the time, so I use a uh, vegetable brush under one running water. I understand that. Oh, total side note. Uh, somebody here says I use a stiff brush and scrub the hell out of it. Right. Why the profanity? Um, 
and forget about peeling it at all. My mom always said that the skin had all the nutrients. I don't know if she was lazy or telling me the truth, but um, uh, no. I hear if that's true. Yeah, no, right? But I'm lazy. So I will I say this. I did learn it. this the other day, and I thought this was important. Uh, there is a rule for whether you, if you're boiling like a vegetable or something, uh, whether you put the vegetable in before the water boils or after. Sure. The short rule is this. If it grows in the dirt, you put it in the cold water and boil it. If it grows above the dirt, you boil the water and then put it in. Oh, that's interesting. And there's a reason. I, yeah. I don't remember the reason. It has to do with the way the starches break down I and things like that. Learn how to cook but again. Also. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so like potatoes and carrots and stuff, you put in cold before mm-hmm. and then, you know, the corn or peas or beans you put in after. Simple. 840. Look it up. Trust me. Yeah, well, check it, check it up. That's the more you know. That's right. Ding, ding, uh, look ding. at you with your NBC learning yeah. rainbow. 846 News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic for us. Uh, and uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, okay. Uh, gosh. Sorry, I get paying attention to you. And then uh, I-10 exit 4. Is it 110? I'm sorry. It's 110 exit 4. Use caution on roadway. They're showing a disabled vehicle in the roadway. Again, that's I-110 near exit 4. Watch for a disabled vehicle in the roadway. Lloyd Street and U Street in Pensacola. Hit and run crash and power lines are down. Again, that's West Lloyd Street and North U Street and North T Street. Right there at that intersection, power lines are down. So caution there. Dongtrack Road and Fair Pine still showing an accident, uh, but no road. Roadblock, and now there is a disabled vehicle in the roadway at Highway 29 and 95A. So you ruined that when you said, tell me a road that doesn't have an accident. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, and, and those are the uh, roadblocks. So again, this is a disabled vehicle with a roadblock, 95A and Highway 29 in Cantonment, and then disabled vehicle in the roadway at I-110 near Exit 4. So use caution there. And again, uh, power lines down West Lloyd Street, North U Street, and North T Street. That's in Pensacola. Again, that's traffic on the five traffic tips. Text, I'm sorry, I've taken up all your time. 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And breathe. <laughs> Oh, somebody did text in and said, um, uh, I wasn't using profanity on Scrub the Hell of It. They grow underground. They're the devil's potatoes. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Somebody else says, Andrew, don't you know physics? The reason you wash the potato first is because a wet potato peels easier. It grabs the... The, the the peeler easier. Okay, oh, fine. You know, I'll, I'll, that makes sense. I'll accept Maybe, that. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> oh, and somebody just is very sweet. They said, "I love this time of day and the frivolous topics." You're welcome. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru. The men and women here at Anderson Subaru are committed to the Subaru Love Promise, a promise between us and our communities, a promise to make the Gulf Coast a better place to live, to work, and to play. And we're proud of what we've accomplished. From our ongoing support of the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association and Ascension Sacred Heart to volunteering with Feeding the Gulf Coast, we've conducted clothing drives for loaves and fishes and charity auctions for Gulf Coast Kids House, and we support Sherwood Elementary School in multiple ways. We're committed to the pets in our communities too. By supporting dog adoption events with Phoenix Rising Rescue, Barktoberfest with Pensacola Humane Society, and Potty Gras with Wolfgang Park and Brews. And the love continues through donations, volunteering, and monetary support. Anderson Subaru is making a difference in the lives of our neighbors and our community. The Subaru Love Promise. That's a promise we intend to keep at Anderson Subaru Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Hi guys, if you find yourself in a divorce or you know that one is coming, you're likely stressed about your kids, your finances, and what your future is going to look like when the divorce is over. You're going to need help with this, and I'm here to do that. Whatever you're facing, I can help you get through it. I specialize in helping guys just like you get through difficult divorces. 
I'm Autumn Blackledge, and trust me, I can help you through this. Just look me up on social media or on the web. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and I'm here to help. Pensacola, Florida. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of the community. And this month, they are educating you on the CORE program. That is a network of addiction care involving opioid recovery. If you would like more information on resources to help better improve the health of your community, contact your local Escambia County Health Department online at escambiacountyhealth.com or follow them on Twitter at Healthy Escambia. You can also find them located at 1295 West Fairfield Drive here in Pensacola. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. be honest were you sure or unsure whether he actually says pressure at that moment because there's also parts of the song where he doesn't say it where it's just the music i know it because i have it on my phone is it uh, glass oh can't remember the name of the album Glass windows, glass. Yeah, not, who cares? moving pictures. No, <laughs> that's wrong band. I know. But anyway, yeah, I have that whole album. I love it. Yeah. Eight fifty one on News Radio ninety two three. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Lots of stuff going on. Oh my God! What a horrible story. Did you read about the woman who won the lottery? Oh my gosh. And then bought a house. Okay, so here's this is so sad. Here, this is like the most awful thing. Um, this woman, uh, Catherine Favor, fifty eight year old Santa Rosa Beach woman. Uh, so she wins a scratch off for a million dollars, woohoo! And she, um, I, I, the math here doesn't a hundred percent make sense to me, but I'm going to take the story at face value. Um, she chose a one-time payout of eight hundred twenty thousand. I would think it'd be a lot less than that. I didn't know that if the one million comes over twenty years. I, I thought think, the payout was half, and then yeah. you get 75% of that because of taxes. Right, but I could exactly. Be wrong. That's what That's I, how thought I do it too. With I, my thought head. Be, yeah. I thought your lump sum would be more like half rather than four fifths. But um, again, I'm going to allow the story to be what it is. Um, she uh, she takes, you know, after taxes, it's like 500 grand. She gives some away to charity, she gives some to some other people, and then she takes $400,000 in cash and she buys a home in cash. Because that got her the home. She'd been trying to thinking about trying to buy a home, and you know, um, I guess she had multiple offers on this house, but they took hers because it was cash, because cash talks. And uh, so she gives them cash, and she starts moving her stuff into the home, and she leaves the house, and gets a call that the house was on fire, and she didn't have insurance yet, because she paid cash. And you don't have to have insurance to buy a house. You, you have, have to have PMI, insurance to have yeah. a mortgage or to have PMI or whatever, um, uh. or you know other things. But she didn't. So the house did not burn to the ground. What burned heavily was the um, uh, the kitchen area and some of the living room. And the estimate she's saying is around one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And she doesn't have any money because she spent everything on the house and given to charity and whatever else. And so she's got this home that's uh, uninhabitable. And she can't afford to fix it, and there, there you are. I, oh, oh! It's I, I mean, heartbreaking. Like, okay, I, I know rationally she can probably sell the home to somebody who'd be willing to fix it up, right? And 
But man, you think like, oh, my problems insurance. are solved. Yeah, yeah, I've been blessed and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been blessed gosh. and God's good to me. And then all of a sudden, holy smokes. Um, then again. Okay, then again, uh, a home that's uh, four hundred grand with one hundred fifty in damage is still worth two fifty, and it could have been that a neighbor didn't notice and call the fire department, or that it was during the storm and people wouldn't have known and didn't call the fire department, and you know, right? So, I mean, there's all kinds of it could have been a whole lot worse, but it could have been a lot better too. So, um, I, you know, no particular lesson, but oh God, <laughs> you know what a horrible story to happen to this woman. For and you know, and you want to feel like, um, God, you know, the, like, is it the lottery curse? That's what she even said in the story. Is this the curse of the lottery? No, it's the byproduct of buying a home in cash and not having it insured, which is hard to arrange quickly. And yeah, plus in Florida, I mean, yeah, hello. right. So, four three seven sixteen twenty, four three seven sixteen twenty. Joe Biden apparently had some documents in a storeroom that were classified from like back in his post vice presidential days. Um, they got taken yesterday because, <laughs> and I, look, I know the snarky answer is the answer that the Republicans and Donald Trump are giving, which is, uh, when's the seizing, when's the, uh, the invasion of the white house going to come, you know, right? Like, okay. Um, be cautious about your snarky responses. They're not all that winsome. You know, they're not all that endearing and charming and they're not nearly as clever as you think they are. If 8,400 other pundits are also saying the same thing, um, they were in a locked closet for many years. And yeah, Department of Justice should investigate. And yeah, there should be fair, equitable treatment of both a current and a former president when it comes to this issue. And I think time will tell, right, how significant or the same or not this is with the seizure of the documents at Mar-a-Lago. But just generally, um, be cautious about your quick rush to be snarky and dismissive and contemptuous because um, not particularly endearing, I speak as one who knows. 855 on <laughs> <laughs> News Radio 92.3. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. All right, the road, there's a road closure on North W Street, uh, and it looks like this is just south of Escambia County Fire Rescue Station. At, at station. And you may have seen that, too, if you're driving around or driven around in the past few days. That's been happening. Uh, West Lloyd Street, North U Street, North T Street in Pensacola, an accident at that intersection, and use caution. The power lines are down. And then the Fairfield exit on I-110, that's exit 4 coming off that exit disabled vehicle so use caution the roadway traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy oh good note here uh, somebody texted me and said uh, if she had used a realtor that realtor at least should have uh, advised her about the necessity of insurance and things like flood insurance and all the rest that's one of the reasons it's valuable to have a realtor a uh, Appreciate agreed. Uh, fourth, that's so true. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. that is true. Nothing you know, like that's it. one of the values for sure. Uh, oh, pressure's from nylon curtain. Somebody says our Billy Joel experts. There you go. Oh my gosh, it is from. Yes, thank you. You're right. <laughs> you are right, and not glass houses. Nice. Sorry, uh, but I still I have both albums. <laughs> idiot, you rock. Oh, uh, we did. I, I did see this also yesterday. It was kind of fascinating. Oh, somebody says Andrew. Whenever you're in the same room with the rock and roll radio goddess, I think they mean you. It's so true. Uh, any random topic will do. Combined talents, you guys could do four hours of potato talk, and we'd beg for part two tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's oh, so thank nice. You, you, you come be my best, best friend. Um, <laughs> that's apparently, really nice. they're looking at banning gas stoves. Like, okay. They freak me out, but man, they're handy to have. They get it hot. I, I mean, I get both sides. I, I mean, if you need to light a cigarette, like right now, is. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> right. No, but or, like, 
I, I am a big fan of the gas stove. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, I'm a big fan of the gas stove. My wife hates them. She thinks they're unsafe, and she didn't grow up with one, and I did. Uh, I don't like electric stoves because, you know, I don't know which burner I'm supposed to turn on, and I always get the wrong one. Anyway, because I apparently can't read a little dot on a map. But, um, no, uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission, I think, is the one. No, that's not right. That's not the right organization. Uh, part of the, the Consumer Product Safety Commission is considering a ban on gas stoves because of concerns about air pollutants. Consumer Reports did a, uh, a thing where they said that, uh, you know, it's better. Plus, you have the desire from some that we electrify everything because it's lower on the emissions. You still got to make the energy somewhere. Uh, anyway, the Inflation Reduction Act has $840 up to for the purchase of new electric ranges as part of about $4.5 billion helping uh, poor people to electrify their homes. So I just wonder how this works with something like a Pensacola Energy, where it's an enterprise for the city and long term. Does that still happen I, i'm assuming they're not talking about banning existing ones this would be a no more new ones kind of thing but um interesting if that's something that you care about buy your gas stove now buy a few extra and then you can sell them on the black you know gas stove market later <laughs> that's my retirement plan All right on that and uh <laughs> nfts of president trump in weird situations okay tell me that didn't sell out time for future news <laughs> candy and i tell you what's gonna happen before it happens uh, one more time, will the wastewater treatment plant get the transfer of the property and get built on that site? Yes. Yeah. Uh, will the Whittle Building get voted to be demolished in Milton and be demolished in Milton? On Thursday, I yes. I think so, yes. Uh, Divine Farms Road, any real solution? Will the At least will the bridge get fixed and that be safer? Oh, I hope so. Man, what a... I'm going to say yes to the bridge and everything else Sorry is going to be bad until the yeah. pit runs out of di- uh, dirt. Uh, will Sacred, the show, turn out to be legitimate from Peacock yes. or from NBC? Yes. I think so, too. Absolutely. I think there are questions, but I think so, too. Um, and will the Great Salt Lake be saved or will it be dry let's say five years from now it'll be dry i don't see the solution really here they're talking about reduced consumption oh and is the ozone layer well on the way to being healed yes yes it's fantastic news jenna's up next with garden talk with listen on air at 92.3 95.3